If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. We got this thing we want to do with you. We call it halftime. And uh, AJ and I want to hit you with some some quick hitters. And then uh, we're going we're gonna to finish up this interview. But uh, AJ, go ahead. Hit him with the first one. All right. Your three toughest college stadiums you played in. Three toughest college stadiums. Okay. Rupp Arena. Okay. Uh, Missouri Coliseum, because they had these, this crowd called the Antlers. They were, they were pretty rough. Brutal. And then I'm gonna say, then I'm gonna say Baton Rouge at LSU because every time I caught the ball, they would call me a traitor. <laughs> Damn, hit a wheel. Give me the three toughest players you had to guard in college. Three toughest players. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Penny Hardaway, Jamal Mashburn. Mm. And then I'm gonna probably say the other one would be, um, man, this is a tough one. This third one, I'm gonna say Khalil Reeves. Mm, okay, mm, okay, I take that. Give me your three toughest guys you had to guard throughout your pro career. Toughest three guys. Ooh, man, if y'all knew the names. Okay, so one, I'm not gonna necessarily I guarded him, but I had to switch on him a couple times when it was. You know, big to to wing screen roll. You guarded him, Roy Tarpley. <laughs> Roy Tarpley. Oh, man, he was a problem from Iowa. Yeah, Roy Tarpley, yes. Roy <laughs> Tarpley. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw this name at you, Mitchell Wiggins. Oh, I forgot about Mitch. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Talk about uh, talking about his son Andrew, but Mitchell was a bad boy. Yes. Uh, and then the last one is probably going to be. A name from the past, Sadell Three. Three. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Stop and Go. Yeah, man. Mr. Stop and Go. Yes, sir. Cool. Yeah. Listen, hey, let me tell y'all something, man, about Sadell Three. People don't give him enough credit, but he was a mid-range killer. killer. Oh, man. <laughs> and his hezzy <laughs> game. Credit. Was, his oh, hezzy game was off the chain. Yeah. Boy, I tell you. Hey, give me... Um, this might be an easy one for mm-hmm. you, a tough one for you. Sneakers you was rocking back in the day that you will rock right now. Ooh, sneakers I rock back. Let's see. So I like, it's the only time I really wear them. I used to like the low cut seal top Adidas, but I had some high top seal toe Adidas. Uh, man, I bring them back. And then there was a pair of, um, I want to think, say they were either, they were Pippins, I think. The black joints that had the air mm-hmm. on the side, that was yeah. like scripted mm-hmm. in white. I don't know what I don't know what model sneaker it was, but they were, I, I would bring those. The up tempo, yes, up tempo, yeah, yeah. Damn. Hey, now you done played all over the world, man. What were your favorite cities you 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 played in? Oh man, Athens, Greece, by far. Uh, Athens, Greece. Uh, I'm gonna tell you another spot that people wouldn't think about: Beirut, Lebanon. Really? Really? Yeah. What? 
Beirut, Lebanon. I know, right? Yes, I'm sir. a little girl that one. Yes, sir. All right. This going to throw you off, man. Give AJ and I, man, two hobbies that nobody would ever guess that you like doing. Oh, no, that's funny. Two hobbies. <laughs> Grilling. That's one. And buying, uh, buying and refurbishing real estate property. Mm. Really? Mm. No. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take you as Mister Handy Flip Flip House uh, Scotty. Well, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I got back in the game in '01, like I would come, I would come back from playing ball overseas, and so. That's when I first learned the word supplement your income. Mm. So <laughs> I, I, I would, I, I would, so I would come, I would come home, and my Gee. goal was to say, okay, I made this playing basketball, but I don't want to touch that. Uh huh. I'm gonna do this. So for the summers, I would go out. I had a buddy that was a real estate agent, man. And I would buy houses, little little houses, fix them up, flip them. You know, buy another one, flip them, might rent them, just depending. So. I just got into that, man. And some of the work when I was in 01, I would do some of it. I'd sand the floors, I'd paint. Mm. But, you know, the more and more you do and the older you get, you know, you start having people that do it and you just get out of the way. So now I, I get out of the way and just hire somebody to come go ahead and knock it out. That's crazy. What's in your playlist, dog? What you rocking? Yeah, I in need my, to know this. What you rocking? In my I need to know what in that, What you rocking in that Benz out? Man, I ain't in the Benzo no more. Oh, that's right. He got a Benz truck. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just in the, I'm just in the GMC Sierra, man. Yeah, look at the real bass. Look, he, 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 he <laughs> brought it down. He brought it down, yeah. Will. Let's see. I'm still real old school with the music, man. Oh, like, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I like, I like some of these young dudes, but the dudes I'm listening to in my playlist uh -huh. is Scarface. <laughs> uh, Bun B. Hey, uh, UGK. A ball and MJ. Yes, sir. A ball and MJG. My, hey, my, my new young bull, Big Crit. Mm. And, and, and then I still bump, you know, R.I.P. Nipsey. I bump Nipsey. And it's a bunch of other rappers that I'll list. Rick Ross. You know, it's a bunch of dudes I'll list. I'm going to tell you who I like. One of y'all homeboys who don't get enough credit. I mess with Big Sean, man. Big Sean be putting it down. Oh, Big Sean? Really? Big Sean, yeah. cool. Okay. He cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You hit him with the last one, Will. Well, well, actually, man, I wanna, I wanna, cause I know we at your yeah. time. So I wanna, we wanna, we wanna do this, man. I got I got one final question for you. Then AG gonna hit you with the final, final question. Okay. My 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 last question for you, man. I just gotta throw this at you because this is out here. It's been the topic and things have been going on about this. But give me your take on the LSU-Iowa game from the perspective of what happened in the end with Renee and and and, and Caitlin and your your thoughts on it. You're talking about when Angel Reese was hitting her with this and that. Yeah, can't see me. Um, yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. I, I like the fact, like when she was at the free throw line and she did it, I was cool with that. Even when the when the horn rang and buzzed and she was going this way, you know, I liked it. But when she started to walk after, you know, that I, I didn't really like that. I don't know how I would 
I don't really know what my feeling is for real. I just don't think she should have done that. However, mm-hmm. once the young once the young lady that she did it to let her off the hook and said, I don't have a problem with it, then to me, it should all be over with. You know, I feel like those are the two that were competing. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that were involved in the situation. Obviously, they got their teammates and coaches, but to me, if they're good with it, I'm good with it. And I think there probably would have been some background stuff that we didn't know about when they were competing as youngsters because they said they competed against each other for a long time. So I think that could have already been going on. But I don't think it was – it went the right way. Had that been two guys, you know how that probably would have wound up possibly being a fight or something. So I'm glad it didn't go that way. But now I'm going to say this. I didn't like the act, but the girl that did it, she a dog. And mm-hmm. so – yeah. You can't expect to have a dog yeah. that's a killer and then all of a sudden want him to be a poodle. Yeah. You just can't See, expect that. Was, that. So that I, was my take I, on it. I think it. she's my done a good was, job of handling it, though. Yeah, that was my take on it. I agree with you on that. I said, you know, we be, we, we're telling these kids, listen, you got to be killers. You got to be dogs. But yet we want them to play with this level of... Sportsmanship. Hey, have a great game. Yeah, and I think, I think, it's, I think that's challenging... But I also would add this to, because I agree with everything you said, I also would add this to it, that I thought that um, that she didn't deserve the names that she was called. Oh, yeah. No way she deserved it. We're talking about high-level, you know, sportscasters, you know, calling her the B-word. Talking about, you know, know, she's ignorant. And I'm just like, come on, man, this is a college athlete. These are stupid. Yeah, and a young you lady. Are grown, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A young lady, and you're an adult, and your your mindset is to, you can disagree with what you thought she did, mm-hmm. right. but to 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 disrespect her in that way, I I just thought some of our, our you know sports announcers and sportscasters that that was just clearly just man over the. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Hey and how we look at it is probably totally different but I'm kind of like you said I'm with you Scotty. I'm glad the way she handled it. I hope this just didn't cost her no NI, no potential NIL deals. You know what I'm saying? Man it does. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's increased it because, I mean, yeah. she started gaining, you know, more exposure. It's kind of like Jerry Jones says with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. We ain't won nothing in a while, but he's always saying bad publicity is good publicity, you know. And and, and so I don't, you know, think that she meant for it to come off the way that she did. I think she just got caught up in the moment, man, and being very competitive and, you know, just finally had a chance to exhale. That was her exhale moment. But I'm also hey. with you, Gates. Yeah. Half these dudes going at a young lady, man, that's crazy calling out a name. Like, you can disagree with what somebody does. It doesn't have to get personal, though. Speaking of that, man, I, we want to jump into your into that, that NC2A run, man. I mean, first of all, that 92-93 team, a couple of questions, man. One, did y'all know y'all was going to be that good? Like, when that you, y'all in practice, did y'all say, you know what? Man, we got something here. Especially well, you know, when Carlos went wasn't even, you know, right. he was injured. Right. So that 92-93 season was different because, one, like you said, Corliss was injured. And, two, we were all still fairly new, with the exception of the guys who had redshirted that were there playing behind 
Todd, Dave, Oliver Miller, and that group. And so when we came in there, the best, the best thing I think we ever did was when I decided to go there early, even though I was late for summer school, I was still able to be there working out with the guys because we got together every day and we played. That's what we did. We played every day at a certain time. Didn't matter if it was basketball camp, we were going to hoop. Mm. And so a lot of times Todd Day, who had just been drafted, he would come back. Lee Mayberry would come back. Mm. Um, Oliver Miller would come back. Isaiah Morris, who's a second-round draft pick off that team, he would come back. So we got a chance to hoop against pros every day without having to travel out of state or do anything for it. We just got great run every day. Wow. And so there was this one day where they had, and I think Cordes had just came back because he had hurt his foot two times. He heard it in the summer and he heard it in the fall, but he just came back. So he played with us that particular day. And it was myself, him, really that starting lineup group, Clint McDaniel, Dwight Stewart, uh, myself, and Corliss playing against O, Lee Mayberry, Todd Day, Isaiah Morris. And that first day, man, they kicked our butts. Mm. I mean, they kicked our butts every, for every game that we played them, they kicked our butts. Well, the next day we come back, we were like, we're going same teams. And they were laughing, like, same team? Like, man, we just kicked y'all butt yesterday. Mm. So we like, no, nah, we're going same squad. And we went, we went same squad, and, man, we let them have it all day. Mm. And mm. after that, we go hang out. When we're talking, we're like, man, we got a chance to be pretty good. We're we going to be able to beat some people. So fast forward, we get to the year, had a decent season, made the Sweet 16. We lose to... North Carolina, who won it that year. That was Derek Phelps, Brian Reese, uh, who else they had? Big Lynch, George Lynch. Yep, George Lynch. Killed us on the glass. We come box him out. So we get back. Yep. We go straight to Coach Rist, and we're like, Coach, we just need two big guys. Same squad. Give us two big guys. We're going to win this mm. And he's like, y'all really think so? He's like, yeah. He went out and signed Big Donnell Robbins, who was McDonald's All-American, 6'11". Went out and signed Lee Wilson. Another McDonald's All American, and we never looked back. That squad, there, man. Man, what was y'all? What was y'all practices like? Did y'all? Did, yeah. did 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 Nolan Richardson like? We finna make these motherfuckers cough the ball up almost every trip. We pressing the whole game, man to man. I don't want no airspace. That, like that's how y'all play, bro. What the hell was y'all practices was like? Well, you know, that's what's funny. You know, everybody thinks that the 40 minutes of hell moniker came from the games, but it really came from the practices. And so our first 40 minutes of practice, mm. you know, we we would warm up. Because Coach's biggest deal is when he walked in the gym, he's not warming you up. He don't have time for you to be stretching. Yeah, you better be ready to go. You Whatever sweat you needed to get prior to, you better already got it. Because when he coming in, he blowing the whistle, and it's on. And so we would run a lot of laps, do a lot of defensive slides, a lot of, lot of water ball stuff, a lot of three-man weed, three-on-two, two-on-one break, and you look up and it's 40 minutes gone, and you're like, now we get ready to start practice. And so we practice like that every day, even though the practice, <laughs> what? Even though the practice weren't, yes. even though they weren't long, they felt long. So when we got to the game, we always felt like, man, all the stuff we've been going through, man, these dudes got to pay for that. Like, we can't be doing all this running and conditioning and sliding, and they don't see any of it. So we just try to take our practice to the game, and that's fortunate for us. That That's what worked. Dude, y'all was like the baby La Loyola Marymount team. Like, y'all had to be the best conditioned basketball team because y'all never stopped running, bro. 
Like y'all, y'all press, we running on offense. We may pass it around a couple of times, but our offense was predicated off our defense. Right. Well, the one thing that was different for us, and this is what I learned about college, is, you know, in high school, you get to play the whole game, no matter if you're playing good or you're bad, because the coach needs you to win the game. Well, right. Coach Rissen had this deal where he wanted to go out there and compete hard for three or four minutes and then be willing to raise your hand and get a sub. And once I figured out the nuances of instead of me trying to play, I'm going to play 28 minutes, but instead of me trying to play 14 straight, right. I'm playing three or four hard and getting a blow and let my other teammate go out there fresh because most of the time the other team is leaving their guy out there who's tired because they may not be as deep as us. And so over time, you look up, you're playing against a tired guy, and now you're just blowing by him because he's stuck in the mud because he's had to play, you know, 38 minutes and most of them straight versus, you know, us getting blows. Right. Wow. You know, I wanted to ask you about this, man. You had Coach Richardson and Damn. particularly back in that time, there, there. I mean, it was like John Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach Richardson, you know, we didn't see a lot of African-American coaches. Man, what was it like playing for Coach Richardson? Man, it was it, it was good, but it was tough, you know, um, because Coach didn't really have a filter, and Coach didn't really have mm. a quote unquote, quote unquote chain chain of command in terms of how he distributed, you know, butt chewings. You know, he didn't really have. He didn't really care if it was Corliss or myself or Corey or Dwight. It didn't matter. He didn't care if you were a walk-on or a dude who was barely playing or to a dude playing 30 minutes a game. If he had something he was going to say, he was going to give it to you how he wanted to give it to you. You just had to be man enough to take it. It wow. wasn't going to be said polit- politically correct. He wasn't going to care about your feelings. Now, you could go talk to him after practice if you had a problem with it, which most of us were afraid to do. But during practice and Man, hey man, you you heard what he said? Like, let's go, baby, let's get to work. No, you know, and and so it it was tough, and it it was demanding, and it was challenging. Hey, Scotty, let's let's talk about that run to the finals, man. I mean, when I look at the teams y'all beat to get there, Ugh. Georgetown, <laughs> Tulsa, Michigan. I mean, y'all 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 beat the five five. Yeah, Arizona, Duke, with with a. With a Grand Hill making his come out party. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, the names y'all beat Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Jawan, Damon Stoudemire, Khalil Reese, Grant Hill. Yeah. I mean, take us through, walk us through the tournament, man. That's that's insane. Well, man, it was it was really crazy because see, we had felt like we were disrespected all year. And so, mm. you know, everybody was saying, you know, we weren't number one, even though we were number one for the most weeks, I think, at that time in, like, history uh, for for number one seed, for overall number one seed. But we really just never felt like we got the respect we deserved. So for us, when you get a chance to play a team like Georgetown, you know, how else can you, you know, obtain your respect when you're playing against a nationally recognized program like that? So for us, we wanted to go out there and put our best foot forward. I actually was ejected from that game. Mm. I didn't even get a chance to finish that game. Um, Clint McDaniel and Robert Churchwell got into it at half court. And my reaction was to just step on the floor. I didn't run on the floor, but I took a step on the court. So I took a step and our trainer pushed me back. 
and but the referee was standing right there. Oh so, yeah, so that's right. Going. I remember that now. Right, because you couldn't yep. you couldn't be on the court, so I you, got ejected. Yep, you just made church, a you just well. you just made a gesture like yeah, you was going to come on the court. Yeah, and they was like, oh no, yep. he didn't really rush. Like, is they going to eject him for that? Yeah, yeah, yep. that was big news. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wound up watching the game in the locker room, uh, and that was like early in the game. That was like you know early first half. And uh, but the guys on Georgetown had like six guys run almost to half court, and I think they only ejected like one guy. Not even the two guys who fought got to stay in the game. Clint McDaniel and Robert Churchwell. Mm. So we win that game. The next game. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It was against Tulsa, and that was a big-time game for us because Coach Rissen actually attended Tulsa and, and had coached there. And our assistant coach, Mike Anderson, played point for him at Tulsa. So that was a big game. And we battled them already in the regular season. And so that was a high-scoring game. They could really shoot the basketball, but we got to do that. Then we got to Dallas, and then that's when my man Bill Clinton showed up. And so now we had, you know, those guys at Tulsa. Then we had Michigan. So that was that was a big deal. Uh, playing the Five Four, playing Juwan Howard, playing against Jalen Rose. You know, that was a big deal for us. But we were able to overcome that game. And then when we get to the Final Four, and we had Arizona up first with Damon Stoudemire and Khalid Reeves. I'll never forget Damon Stoudemire, who was my roommate that summer before mm-hmm. for the Goodwill Games team. He sees me and he says, man, how y'all boys be running so much, man? How y'all run so much? And we like, man, we in shape, you know. And they were <laughs> the free throw line, man. And he got his hands on his knees. He's tired. And we wound up. I'm looking at my man, Corey Beck, across the free throw line. I'm like, Corey, these dudes tired, man. I'm like, it's three minutes in the game. I'm like, man, we need to get rid of them. And fortunately for us, we were able to do that. And then when we got a chance to go against Duke, the first night, we didn't get the, we didn't get that chance to have our shoot-around. And so they gave us the wrong time for shoot-around. So we get there, it's like a few seconds on the clock for shoot-around. We're like, what's going on? So that played into our quote-unquote being disrespected mindset, not feeling like, you know, we were the team to be. So I think that's really what gave us the, you know, the courage and also the mindset that we're going to go out there and get it done. And then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Hey, was was that was that pass? Was it drawn up like that for it to come to you in the corner? Or or he just got the ball and just they 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 was doubling all game and he just threw it out to you and saw you wide open. Well, actually, what happened was we came out of the timeout and we were trying to go inside the court. We were just going to go four out, one in, mm-hmm. and just throw it into him, knowing if they're going to try to go double, and then we're going to either put them in a situation where they got to scramble 
or we're going to drive and kick and get something. Well, Corey couldn't get it into him because they were doubling like off of him as the ball handler, really kind of daring him to shoot, playing in the middle. But, you know, it's kind of hard when you're picking the ball up, you know, you're not thinking somebody's going to back up off of you like that. So he threw it out to the top to Dwight Stewart. And I thought Dwight was going to shoot it. Well, when I thought Dwight was going to shoot it, I flashed down to the block thinking I may be able to go get a rebound. Mm. Well, I saw him bobble it, and Antonio Lane was standing in front of me not knowing where I was because I was mm. behind him. And so he he was looking at the ball as it's being bobbled, and then I just ran out to the wing like, man, I'm going to go ahead and get it in case he swing it. I never thought I was going to get it, though. And so wow. he swung it to me, and, and but I had already peeped up at the clock like, Man, if I do get it, it's going to be three seconds, maybe. And when I popped out and caught it, it was like two. So I had no choice but to let it go. But Lane had to jump from so far out. It's crazy. Right. If you look at the Sports Illustrated picture, it looks like he was on top of the ball. But there's but there's another picture from the other end that someone from CBS sent me that I actually have a mirror of in my house that shows that here's his hand, here's the ball. So he was never really on top of it like that. It just looked like that. He was actually on his way down as I was shooting it up because he had jumped from so far. Hey, because when you when you caught it, you caught it in your pocket shooting position. Like you was, oh, yeah. you oh, yeah. was, you was like Craig Hodges in that bitch, like ready to. It came right to your hands, and it, you was already because you you got you bent down with knees. Your knees was bent. Oh yeah, I'm a triple threat guy. Yeah, you was able to come all the way through your shot and put a rainbow on their ass. Right, right. Well, yeah, I'm a, I've always, I'm a fundamental dude, man. I've always been taught you catch that thing in triple threat and you figure it out from there. So for me, every time I catch it, even now my players throw it to me, they laugh because I'm already down, ready to roll just in case you run up on me. Look how look how humble this guy is, man. This this guy got one of the biggest shots in national championship history, man. Not even thinking that, Telling us the story, I'm not thinking I was going to shoot the ball, but to have the will and the confidence when you're in that position, just to be able to make that, that's some tough shit. But, but AJ, you know what I attributed to, though? All the years with my brother who was 6'8", wouldn't let me get a shot off. And <laughs> 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 You know, when you're young and you're getting it blocked every time you attempt one, it's it's real easy when you when you finally see daylight to be like I got to knock this one down, baby, because I might not get it again. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, man, y'all go back the following year. Yeah. And again, I just got to roll these names off too, man. I mean, y'all beat Syracuse, Memphis, Virginia. Now you got Stackhouse, Rasheed Wallace, y'all. You know. Uh, UCLA, Tyus Etney, the Obana brothers, J.R. Henderson. I mean, literally, like the the, the NBA yep. was being yep. formed. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I always right. try to tell people, man, between like that, like that 92 to about 96, the NBA got some of its best talent yep. it has had in a very long time. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. but y'all y'all are right there. Take us to that championship game, man, with with UCLA, man. What what happened there? Well, man, I think it was a combination of things. I think, number one, you know, we enjoyed the fruits of our labor for a, for a full 12 months, if you know what I mean. You know, yes. we, we were very, very, uh, you go from being a team that's doing the hunting to being the hunted, 
you know, I don't know if we were prepared for what that really looked like. You know, you always hear coaches say you're going to get their best shot, but nobody knows what that means until you get to the game, you know. But then when you start seeing every team you play, even a team that's not even highly rated, battling you every night, you're like, dang. So, you know, we, we had some bouts against a lot of teams that kind of, there was some red flags, like, man, we got to get better in certain areas all year, but we managed to escape almost every time, you know. But we went 32-7 and seven that season, but that particular game, you know, we we had a game plan. And then when Tyus Edney went out of the game because he hurt his hand, mm-hmm. we felt, because we, we weren't pressing, we were sitting back in a matchup zone, like a 2-3 matchup. And so Coach saw Edney go out, and he was like, we need to press these boys. But I don't know if we had really – uh, paid attention to, you know, the Toby the Bailey. The Toby Bailey kid. The he grew up there. And, he he, and he came camera. to play that game. Yeah. And so those guys playing in transition were probably a lot better than they would have been looking back on it if we would have stayed in the half court set. Plus, when you, you know, bear the fruits of your labor so much, eventually it finally catches up to you, you know. So I really don't think we were as hungry. Um, I also think that we still accomplished something great getting there. Again, But yeah. I really feel like if we would have sacrificed just a little bit more when you're young, you don't know that. But if we sacrificed a little bit more off the floor, I think we would have been in a lot better situation. Hey, Will, you know, you know what comes with uh, <clears throat> when he say fruits of our labor, you know, they getting treated like kings and royalty all throughout <laughs> the southeast you know what i'm saying will you know they them boys start smelling themselves. you like yo first we was trying to make ourselves known like we ain't getting no respect now you got the respect and the world is yeah. your oyster is giving you everything and you're not gonna work as hard because y'all just walking this, yeah. y'all was shit yeah. the new fab five again treated like yeah. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. It was, and it was greater than that. If you think about it, AG, I mean, they just did something that has never been done Dude. at the university. I mean, yeah. and you're talking about the teams that went before them. You're talking about Todd Day, Oliver Mira, Miller, um, Lee Mayberry, which, by the way, man, I remember uh, Lee Mayberry and Todd Day because they both got drafted by the Bucks. Yeah. So they used to be at our gym playing and practicing all the time, too. But I'm saying – um, to, I think I think that pressure, and 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 I'm agreeing with you, Scotty. I think that pressure, that hunger, was that y'all had to be better than that squad, cause that squad was those dudes right. was something else. Yeah. But then right. to win that champ, cause it, it had to be championship or bust for you guys. One Cameron you know, Dollar on that team couldn't duplicate. Cameron yeah, Dollar. Remember he wanted to be a head. Yeah, he was a yeah. He got the head coach's job yeah. as soon as he graduated at Denver. Wow. Now, 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 Scotty, you in a, uh, you, you in a, you, you in the town where, uh, Scotty Pippen went to school at? You, you, Conway, Arkansas? No. No? No. Okay. He, it's down the street about 30 minutes away. Yeah, it's about 30 okay. minutes away. I'm in, the, I'm in the town where one, one of y'all hometown guys is actually coaching the University of Arkansas Little Rock, Daryl Walker. Oh, yeah. Our That's shot right. town brother. Yeah, he yeah. took over that gig, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm right down the street from him. Probably about ten minutes from him. Not even that. No, just right down the street. Man, you thinking about sliding a couple of your players that way? Hey, I told him come to the gym, man. All you gotta do is come to the gym. I got one right now. He need to be all over, but I can't get him to come to my gym. Hey. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. 
Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, man, we'll make that phone call, man. Get on DA, get on DWS, man. I am going to make that phone call because he should be coming just out of respect because Scotty Thurman asked him to come. That's just, that's just brotherhood love. You know there. what I'm saying? That's what that's about. But I am going to make that call. Tell him stop big timing me, man. You know? Yeah, I'm making that call, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, Scotty, man, we done had you, man, for an hour. want to thank you. My man, A.G., is going to hit you with this final question. Hit him, A.G. Your career was an inspiration to me down, down the street in Arkansas, man. So I just want to let you know that I, it means this means the world to me that you was able to carve out some time for me and my brother, man, to come on our show and bless us with your presence and your expertise and, and, and your whole life story and what you went through and what your hoop dream was about. But... What's in the next chapter of Scotty Thurman's Hoop Dream? Oh, man. Well, first off, before I answer that question, I'm going to say I really appreciate you guys, you know, and what you're doing. I hate I couldn't get catch up with you last week. We had a little bit of an issue we got through with one of my young men, but I really appreciate y'all being patient and for Matt staying, you know, steadfast and making sure that we reconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as my Hoop Dream, man, you know, my whole legacy is trying to help and build young men you know, and trying to put them in the best situation to thrive and not just do basketball. You know, basketball is the ministry, but it ain't the only mission. You know, uh, we're trying to make sure that we build young people to go out and be successful. So one of the things my wife and I are actually trying to do as we speak is we're looking to try to, you know, build an after-school program that's going to house a lot of different facets, you know, with one being after-school, tutoring, character, career development, ACT prep, uh, meals, because our kids aren't eating, man. They're not eating breakfast. They're not eating lunch. But here we are expecting all these things out of them. Uh, the mental health piece. You know, I've got a hospital here that's wanting to partner up with us. I won't mention their name because it's still kind of in discussions, but they want to partner up and try to help us, you know, detail some of this mental health stuff that some of these young people are doing, dealing with and not being able to express themselves, not feeling comfortable expressing themselves. And so, man, my whole goal is really being able to use basketball to hopefully change some lives. And that doesn't all mean kids going D1. That doesn't always mean Coach Thurman, you know, winning every game or my team winning every game. I'm trying to I'm trying to win lives, you know, and trying to get these guys a chance to be able to go out and be successful. Now, if there's any people out there that's, you know, wanna wanna help you and your wife uh organization, what's the name of it? How can they get in touch with you? Where can they get in touch with you? Well, the name of it is Fit You. So it's uh, Fitness University, you know, mentally fit, physically fit, socially fit. Um, if they want to reach me, they can call me at 501-838-2506. Uh, email is Sabian, S is in Sam, A is in Apple, B is in boy, I-E-N underscore at hotmail.com. Or you can hit me up at Rustin Rifle on Twitter. It is right there. And 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 he, you left out one thing. Where that cash app at? Cause if people want to donate, <laughs> well, right now, well, 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 right now we we don't have the cash app set up, yep. but we will have it set up. But if they reach out to me on those other en- entities, we'll make sure that we can connect with them on that as well. I'm the gold of my era. I've been a trending topic. I'm as fly as a feather. My pocket's macroscopic. See, with time, I get better. I'm always in the action, kid. No, I got it locked from Chicago where the toughest live. Concrete jungle earn my stripes on the pavement there. You make it here, then you can make it anywhere. 
no comparison. Your game is embarrassing. No one can touch me. I'm all but going there again. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Ag. I'm box office, and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Ag. I'm box office, and one day they gon' have to pay me. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Written and produced by Arthur Agee, Will Gates, Matt Hoffer, with audio engineering from Matt Savage. For more episodes, check us out at www.unlearningnetwork.com. Gotta be a dog to survive in this cold weather. Ice in my veins, no need for a warm sweater. I'm coming for it all, best believe I won't let up, yeah. Hey, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Ag. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Ag. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.